Welcome to episode 152 of the TDR Now podcast, the first English-speaking podcast focusing on the Disney parks in Asia, including Tokyo Disney Resort, Hong Kong Disneyland, and Shanghai Disneyland, and we are coming to you directly from Japan. You can find us at tdrexplorer.com, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Pinterest, basically almost anywhere you can think of at TDR Explorer, and of course also on Facebook.com slash TDR Explorer. And don't forget to check out the amazing and super, super cute videos on the YouTube channel as well, because they're great and they cover merch, they cover food, they cover everything. And Chris is so, so cute in these videos. So check those out as well. Um, I'm uh, Trish. I'm, I take photographs. I go to the parks and you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram under uh, at Dream Sweets Love. And of course, uh, the person I was just talking about is here as well, as usual, as always, Chris. And I'm the one eating all the seasonal food at the parks, including all the Christmas food. So if you haven't watched our videos, they're all up on YouTube. So make sure you go check them all out. And fun fact, so the three videos that we did at Tokyo Disneyland and Disney Sea for Christmas, I did those all in one day. I don't know how I did it, but I did it. You're a busy yeah, guy, man. That's a lot of food. That's a lot of food. That's a lot of food. Are you but have you been training your stomach for that? My whole life. <laughs> <laughs> my whole life. <laughs> I don't know how I Stay in the shape that I'm in. I don't know, but I'm sure at some point my metabolism will give out. So I'm gonna enjoy it while I while it lasts. I guess but. there was like a Twitter post um, today. Let me see if I can find it. And they said that the calories at um, Disneyland were zero calories due to. Let me see if I can find it. Dreams and magic. And at Disney Sea, no, watch, I cannot find the freaking Twitter post. At Disney Sea, it was due to something else. I forgot what it was, but I was like, "That's amazing." They actually gave like the re- the magical reason why those calories are non-existent. So that's why, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, or the fact that um, I don't eat all the dishes every time, and I share it. <laughs> there you go. That's a good way. To yeah. Do so it. I. I, I obviously don't record the videos all by myself. If you watch the videos, you can tell that I there's definitely people helping me. So um, I share the food. <laughs> I definitely the share the food. Um, I don't like wasting food. So um, I'll have, you know, a couple bites of something to make sure I know how it tastes and be able to talk about it. And then depending on how much I like it, I might actually eat it all. Or I might, sh- or I, I'll, I'll share it with whoever I'm with. Um, like I said, I don't like wasting food. Mama Explorer told me to never waste food, so I'm gonna continue doing that. <laughs> a lot of work, but it's I enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. It's really good. <laughs> I found the tweet. It's um, by at Disney six nine four two Millie, and it says uh, Disneyland's food. Uh, is because of dreams and magic and Disney sees food is because of imagination. (laughs) (laughs) These calories are imaginary. It's imaginary calories. That's the best kind. That is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So down to business here. First, I want to talk about our Patreon Big thank you to everyone who's contributing to us on Patreon. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. We do really, 
we really do appreciate it. It does help keep the show running. If you'd like to contribute to our Patreon, you can do so by going to patreon.com slash TDR now. And depending on how much you pledge, you get a different reward, a different monthly reward. And I'm going to highlight our bonus episode, which is the $15 level. And every month, you're going to get an extra 30-minute episode that is just for you, if you're pledging that $15 or more. And it's a uncensored podcast with both Trish and I. And we just talk about we talk about theme parks. We talk about life. We just talk about things. We just talk about things. <laughs> <laughs> just fun topics that we can think of. And the last couple were kind of fun that we did. The last one was one what of was, my favorites. The the scary. One? Oh, the horror movie. Yeah. Yeah, we did the our favorite horror movies and TV shows, which obviously is not theme park related, sort of. You know, unless you wanted to tie it to Universal Studios does horror nights but we talked about the horror films and tv shows and then what was the one before that we talked about oh things that we would bring from other disney parks to japan that was really fun too actually so yeah stuff that we enjoy from walt disney world disneyland resort or even disneyland paris what we would bring over to here in japan so if you would like to hear these special bonus episodes you can do so by going to patreon.com slash tdr now and making that pledge of 15 dollars or more and also you'll get access to all our previous bonus episodes so if you pledge now you're gonna have a whole backlog to listen to i think we're we're at like 14 15 episodes now we do one one a month and we started this a year and a half ago you can like binge listen to them if you have like a road trip or if you're flying over to Japan from somewhere on your vacation. Exactly. Uh, just don't listen to them with the kids. Yeah. I mean, unless, you know, <laughs> you're a bad parent. No, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But yeah, again, patreon.com slash TDR now. We're just going to move on from that one. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Um, we have some news and we're going to talk about in the parks and tonight, today, this morning, this afternoon, whatever time you're listening to the, to us, we have a special guest, Stephanie. She is joining us on the show and she's going to give us advice as a first timer visiting all the Disney parks in Asia. So she did, she did the trifecta. She went to Hong Kong, she went to Tokyo, she went to Shanghai it was her first time, and she's going to come on, and she's going to let us know her best tips and what tips of ours that she thought were very useful that everyone listening who's planning a trip needs to listen to. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. I can't imagine doing all three parks for the first time. That's that's pretty intense. And like like three different, um, well, I mean, like for like not not three different countries, but like like three different cultures, right? Because even though Hong Kong is part of mainland China, it's a very, very different culture from mainland China. So I, I think that's super, super interesting. And I'm really excited to hear her stories. But before we do that, let's get into the news stuff. Um, not too much on the Disney front, actually. Yeah, I mean, because it's, it's kind of there. We're ramping up, right? There's a lot of stuff like in the works that are going to come out. So it'll start coming out. Yeah, soon. so it's, it's a little quiet right now. But 
we have some non-Disney stuff that's happening that may be of some interest to some of our explorers. Uh, probably the biggest one is the limited time Harry Potter Cafe is now open in Tokyo and Fukuoka. Yay. That is cool. That is really cool. Uh, this is a tem- temporary Harry Potter Cafe, and it's official, too. This is not one of those, quote-unquote, Harry Potter-themed ones that are, you know, unofficial, because there's lots of them around the world. But no, this is like an actual official one. And both locations are open now until January 31st, 2019. And I went to the one in Tokyo. I was looking at your pictures and the food actually looks really, really good. It was fine, <laughs> I guess. Like, it was good, but it's kind of, I guess I've been to so many of the, those type of cafes. Mm-hmm. The food is kind of standard, I guess. You like, know what? It was have... Instagram worthy, which is all you need. Exactly. Um, I had the pancakes there. Mm-hmm. And they were Newt, like Newton themed. Um, so there's like a little cookie with him on it. And he was like drawing like anime style, like the little, you know, uh, chibi, I think they're called. You know, the really big heads. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, cutie. had that on the cookie. Cutie boy yeah, style. like really cute. And the pancake, like it was a big fluffy pancake. And on top was really dense cotton candy. Which I thought was strange. But then you were given warm maple syrup to drizzle on the top. And that would melt the cotton candy onto your already sweet pancake. And there's chocolate and berries, strawberries and stuff on the plate. Like it was it was good for like a pancake. It was fine. Um, and then they had a whole bunch of themed drinks. I think there's four and four. Mm-hmm. Meaning four from Harry Potter and four from the uh, Fantastic Beasts. I had the uh, ice blended tea, blended tea, ice blended tea. Oh, it was red and it was a Gryffindor themed. Okay. So I had the, had the Gryffindor crest on it, like on the little cookie thing in the, in the drink. So you had the Harry Potter style. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. I have a question. Mm -hmm. So at these themed cafes, I don't know what the deal with this is. But coasters, they always give you coasters. Was there coasters? Yes, I got a, I got a coaster. <laughs> I got a random, like a, a a blind box coaster, if that makes sense. And it's sense. always like blind box. Yeah, they don't tell you what it is. And they'll tell you, we can't tell you what the coaster is. And it's like, okay, you've been to a bunch of these cafes. I've been to a bunch of yeah. these cafes. I never know what to do with these coasters. What do you do with them? They're sitting on my kitchen table. <laughs> I have like a stack of them that I use. Like I kind of rotate through them until they're either, you know, stained or whatever. And then I throw them away. Oh, you use them. Yeah. You should like laminate them so that they don't like get stained. Oh, no, it's a p- piece of cardboard. I really don't. Doesn't bother me, I guess. I, mean, I don't know. Like, okay, so, you know, my son is into Attack on Titan, right? Right, right, right. So we went to a, like the themed cafe, mm-hmm. and they have—I swear to God—a folder, like a folder with clear pages that you can put the coasters in. <sighs> that doesn't surprise me. I know. So I bought <laughs> it. I bought it. I bought it because we got a bunch of the coasters and we traded with people and stuff. And um, I was like, "Oh, I have other coasters at home that I can put inside, but they're different sizes." <laughs> So I couldn't put them in the freaking file holder. Oh, no. I was so bummed out. I was like, 
Darn it. What do I do with these? Do you use them as ninja stars? You could have fights with them. I don't know. I don't know. But it it's like a big mystery to me. And we have from like the, what is the AKB48 cafe? We have from whatever cafe, like my sister went to the, well, these I gave to her, so I don't have them in the house. The, fa- <laughs> the Final Fantasy cafe. And it's... It's just so puzzling, and I, I don't I don't know, man, and infuriating in some ways, <laughs> you know. Coasters, they're they're a thing at these cafes. They really are. It's a major thing, and they sell online. Yeah. I guess people sell them online too. That doesn't surprise me. It really doesn't. Um, <laughs> if you want to get a reservation for it, it's a little tough because it's only in Japanese online. Um. I explained it. I have it on the website. So if you go to the website, you'll see it. Or if you just Google Harry Potter Cafe Tokyo, we'll come up. Um, but you can also, they do, um, what's the English word? I always say, <laughs> uh, numbered ticket. There we go. I want to, I just want, I always want to say uh, Sadie Ken, the numbered ticket. Uh. Uh, we never, I, I don't even know what we would say in English. Like numbered ticket. I don't recall ever having to say that phrase. Yeah, I don't know. I Take a number. I like. I um, I, what would we say in that case? I don't know because we don't really do that. Like a standby ticket. Like, I guess they, they, yeah, they give you a number. I guess a standby number to come back. We don't really have a word for it, or, or maybe we do. I just don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, the day the day of. About half an hour before the cafe officially opens, they do a lo- like a standby line where they'll give you a numbered ticket with a time to come back. So that's what I did when I went because I didn't make an online reservation. So if you didn't make a reservation, not all is lost. If you go early enough, you should be able to get in. Um, but I explained it all in the article so you can go and check that out. It's, wor- it's worth doing. It's, it's good. Um, it's really small. It's like 18 people. They only see 18 people at a time. Do they do like any kind of like, um, so like when I went for my sister to the Eorza Cafe for Final Fantasy, they had like a little giveaway they would do. It was kind of like a really small venue like that. And then like they would have people go in like in groups and then um, you would have like a limited time there and then they would do like a little raffle, like a giveaway. Do they do anything like that? No, they never had any giveaway, but it was all, everyone went in groups. Mm-hmm. So it was a 45 minute block is okay. what it was. Um Oh, before we move on, <laughs> I was interviewed for Japanese TV, but okay. I don't think they—I don't think they used my clip um, because a- a- after they interviewed me, um, they made this other woman they interviewed sign a waiver, but they never came to me to sign the waiver. So I don't think they—I don't think they thought my stuff was good enough. Aww. But I think it was for Fuji TV, is what they said. We should keep an eye remember. out just in case, because what if it's like because you're a foreigner? They're like, oh, we don't need to make the foreigner sign the waiver. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. But it was horrible because I was nervous because it was like a big camera. There was a TV crew and everything. And I am i wasn't prepared. I was just like, I'm just here to eat, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> not be on TV. Um, and of course, it was only in Japanese. And I told them, like, when you ask me the questions, can you just say them slowly just so I can I guess comprehend what you're asking me <laughs> and for the most part I understood what was being asked but they asked me really weird questions that I don't even know what I would say in English let alone Japanese which is obviously not my native language 
the first question they asked me was, why do you like magic? And I was just thinking, huh? I, I, like, I, I still can't even, like, come up with an answer in my mind of what I would say. Um, I think I, like, it, it was all kind of a blur, so I don't really remember what I said. But I think I said something along the lines of, it, because I think it's cool. <laughs> So I probably sounded really stupid. I mean, it's it's a very aggressive question because first of all, they're assuming you like magic. What if you're one yeah. of those muggles that is like anti-magic, you know? And then they asked me, then there was two questions they asked me where I, that's where my language skills kind of failed me. I'm like, oh, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> I don't know what is being asked of me. I know you said something about Harry Potter and something about the movies and that's all I got. So I'm like, I just answered like, I just, I loved watching the movies when I was a kid. Like I would answer that way. And they kind of looked at me like, huh? It's like a totally different answer than what we asked or something like that. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, <laughs> which is kind of amazing. Cool. You know? I tried to play it cool, but it, it was more just when I didn't, obviously I didn't answer the question correctly or like, <laughs> I didn't understand the question. It was very obvious. And they just kind of gave me this look of like, uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so if anyone's out there and they happen to see me on TV, let me know. <laughs> I probably look ridiculous. I was not prepared whatsoever at all. But hey, it happens. Were there people um, wearing like costumes and stuff at the cafe? Like no. outfits? No. There wasn't. No. It, I was the only guy. <laughs> oh, my God. Really? I was the only guy. And I struck up a conversation with the other woman that was on TV. She was... she. You can tell she's really easygoing. Mm-hmm. And she just talked to me in Japanese. Just like... She didn't care. She's just like, oh, I like Harry Potter, too. Do you like Harry Potter? Which one's your favorite movie? Oh, I went to London. I went to the Harry Potter experience. Like, she was just oh, chatting wow. my ear off. And, like... Most Japanese people don't do that. Yeah, I was about to say, that's kind of rare to find somebody like that. Let alone to a foreigner, right? Yeah. So I was just, I was soaking it all up. I was having fun. And she was set, like, she was seated with me. So I thought that was pretty fun. Awesome. Yeah, it was good. It was was a fun experience. You can make new friends. Yeah, exactly. Um, Okay, that's enough about the Harry Potter Cafe. Uh, There's a... Limited time, uh, Evie, or Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Evie pop-up cafe. This is separate from the permanent cafe near Tokyo Station. This one is in Ikebukuro in the Parko building. Um, and it's obviously to promote the new Nintendo Switch game, Let's Go, po- Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Evie. And, of course, cute, cute food. It's only open for a limited time, so... Another cafe for you to check out if you're in Tokyo, uh, if you're taking a break from the parks. So it's always good to go there. And also at the Permanent Pokemon Cafe for a limited time, I think until January, they're doing this special promotion again with the new game coming out. They're allowing you to order a latte and they'll put any of the original 150 Pokemon on top of the on top of your latte. So like with a stencil. That's amazing. I want to so, ghost Pokemon for sure. Yeah. If you're into that, definitely go check it out. I know I'm going to. I think it's going to be good good fun. When is that <laughs> running until? Uh, January sometime. Oh, wow. And wait, it started already? 
Uh, it starts on the 16th. I am so bad. I am like one of those people. We were just talking about this. People who are November not 16th. like paying attention or reading well. And clearly my listening skills were not working well because you just said this. I know you did. And I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. By the time this episode comes out, it would have already started. So it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> is such a weird area. I'll do it for it my is. child. And for a ghost a, Pokemon it, latte. <laughs> It's one of those areas not a lot of people go to or think to go to in Tokyo. So, but I highly recommend going to Ikebukuro. They got a lot of um, stuff going on, especially for like girl nerds. There's a lot of girl nerd stuff. Yeah, it's kind of it's a lot of that stuff is there for whatever reason. It's an Ikebukuro. I don't know why. It just is. Just so if you're into that, that kind of yeah, yeah. If you're if you're into that, like if you're into that scene, I'm I'm not, but. I know there's people out there that are. Let so. me tell you, man. Make sure you go check it out. With my son's hobby, I have found myself there a lot. Because the fans of that show are all older women. And that's mm. where it's all centered. Fair enough. All the freaking cafes. I'm like, oh, there's a new cafe event going, coming up, sweetie. And then I'm like, oh, it's in Ikebukuro. Yay. It's so far <laughs> away from the house, by the way. Time to go. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so that's enough about the news. We went on a little longer than planned for that, but um, want to talk really quick about our ebook, the Tokyo Disney Resort ebook, and also the USJ ebook. If you're planning a trip to either Tokyo Disney Resort or Universal Studios Japan or both, we do have two ebooks that you can go and check out. They have absolutely everything, everything you need to know about planning the, your trip to Tokyo Disney Resort or Universal Studios Japan. Go check it out. It's up on our website. If you go to trxport.com slash ebook, that is for the Tokyo Disney Resort uh, book. And then also in there, there's a link to the Universal Studio one, Studios one as well. And if you want to get both of them as a bundle, you can. You can save 20% off automatically. Just buying the bundle, you'll get it for $15.98 US that's, as opposed to $19.98. That's not bad. And let me tell you, like you yeah, the, could go and scour the internet and find things and piece it together but it's a pain in the butt. And for USJ, I've done this, and it is very, very hard to find information. So it's nice that you've gathered all of this and you put it into one place where people can have it at the tip of their fingertips. You can either read the the print version or you can read the, the version on your phone or on your laptop. And, uh, you know, you put a lot of work into it. I know because I, I saw the process you went through, and I'm, I'm really impressed, and I think it's it's a really great resource. Thank you. <laughs> and everyone should go check it out. So if you haven't already, go to trxport.com slash ebook. All right. So we have a special guest today, tonight, this afternoon, <laughs> whatever time it is. We're all across different time zones here. We have Stephanie joining us. Hi, Stephanie. Hi, Chris. Hi, Patricia. How are you guys? Good. How are you? Good. Thanks so much for having me. It's very exciting. Well, thank you for coming on the show, and uh, this is part of one of the perks that we have on Patreon. So thank you for your pledge, and you get to come on, and we're going to talk Disney, of course. <laughs> well, <laughs> we're talk about. Um, so I guess we'll just jump right into it here. So you just went to all three of the Asian parks, all the parks yes. in Asia. 
Yeah, with your help, thank you so much. That's why I wanted to come on and just, um, you know, thank you for helping me. And uh, I couldn't have done it without you guys. <laughs> well, that's what we're here for, right, Trish? Yeah. Yeah. And like um, when you were like planning this, did you initially want to hit all three at the same time? Or were you initially planning for only one? Like what made you choose to just hit all of them at the same time? Well, I didn't actually do all of them at the same time. I did um, Shanghai and Hong Kong last year and then Tokyo this year. Uh, okay. So it wasn't, yeah. So I did split them up. Um, I don't even know how this started happening, but I was doing some run Disney races and I was in, I'm from Florida. So then we did California and then they had one in Paris. And I'm like, you know, I've already done three of the parks. I think it's time <laughs> to just do the rest of them and see all of the all the Walt Disney World parks and then I came across your website your podcast and it was it was really good well thank you <laughs> we try <laughs> we really try um so yeah um where should we start should we start with Tokyo yeah sure so, why yeah. not because we'll, we'll probably spend a lot of time on tokyo we usually do Save um, the, the best for first right the best for first because yeah. <laughs> we're gonna be here we're gonna be here a while um so i guess with this it'd be great to get some advice from you as a first timer because obviously for trish and i we we live in japan and we visit the other parks in hong kong and shanghai quite regularly so we might take certain things for granted or not think of certain things, which of course being a first timer, you probably thought of and you can share your, your wisdom and knowledge about that. And um, yeah, so let's just, let's start with that. Tokyo. All right. So, um, you know, definitely I've got a couple of tips for a first timer. Um, my first is to stay on site. Um, and the reason for that is because you're already confused. It just makes things so much easier if your hotel's right there and you let Disney handle getting you to the parks and you don't have to worry about transportation. Um, one of the things that surprised me, though, is that the rooms on the on-site hotels book up so much faster than the U.S. park rooms do. Uh, mm. So we, I definitely suggest like booking as soon as you're able to. Um, I waited two weeks after they opened the room reservations and the cheapest rooms were already gone. So I ended up having to spend more money because I had to get um, like a higher level room, basically. So book early. Book your rooms early. <laughs> yeah, that's very sound advice. Uh, which uh, which hotel did you stay at? We stayed at all the parks. We stayed at the Disneyland Hotel. Okay. Yeah. So it was beautiful. Um, it's right within walking distance to the front gate. Um, it's just stunning and it was convenient. And, you know, you're not going to go to Tokyo if you're not coming from Tokyo. You're not going there every day. So make it worth your while and stay at some of the on-site hotels. Yeah, that's true. Like I've had uh, people ask before, like, should they stay on site or should they stay in the city, like within Tokyo and then commute every day? And... I always tell people, just stay on site. It just makes your life easier. <laughs> it really Especially, does. You're at the parks all day. You get tired. And people forget, you know, Tokyo Disneyland isn't in Tokyo. So if you're going back into the city, it can be quite the commute at the end of the day. Yeah, well, I think it was like almost an hour 
into the city, if I remember, you know, and it was a lot of uh, trains and, and transfers and, and things like that. So yeah, just stay right there. And also we did a separate part of the trip where we stayed in the city. So I would suggest if you're going to do that, save a couple of days to tour the city. And when you're doing the Disney park, stay at Disney. Yeah. Totally. Just make, makes your life just so much easier. And as someone who doesn't, I, I, I live an hour from the parks. I can tell you, after being in the parks all day, I would love to just be able to just roll into the hotel and go to sleep, not commute an hour and some with everyone else who was leaving at the same time. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, of course, I'm someone who who's used to that. So I can only imagine how it would feel for someone who's, it's their first time, right? Mm-hmm. So it could be a little overwhelming. I'd say. Uh, yes, I would definitely say the public transportation is a tad bit overwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> what yeah. season did you come in? We did Halloween. So we were just there. We were there three weeks ago. Nice. Oh, very, yes. Very recently. It was amazing. Yes. I just got back. I'm just what? over the jet lag. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, always worse going back, I find. Oh, it is. It was so much worse going back. That That's another thing is prepare yourself, you know, for the jet lag, of course. But, yeah. And then, of course, um, do you guys do daylight savings times over there? Because we just had that. So now I'm trying to get used to the new time again. We don't have it here. Uh, you're so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thankfully, we don't have it in Japan. So that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, do you have it in Canada? Yes and no. I guess uh, the province I'm from doesn't have it. It's the only province that doesn't do daylight savings. All the other ones do. Oh, interesting. Because is... I always find like calling home, it's like such a pain. I'm like, did the time change? What time is it there now? So, so you're pretty lucky you don't have to worry about the time change. Yeah, not at all. <laughs> cool. Nice. Yeah. Especially when I'm calling home, so I don't have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. So, All right. staying on site. Okay, we got that covered. Okay. Pretty simple. Book early. Got that covered. Um, what's another? What's another good tip for a first timer, Stephanie? Go during the week. So you had explained that it gets a lot busier on the weekends, but I mm-hmm. really just didn't understand the extent. <laughs> you went on the weekend. <laughs> we went on. The week- we went on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And oh. Was... <laughs> oh, no. Okay, okay. I want to hear this story. I want to hear this story. <laughs> so you say it's busier on the weekends and try to avoid the weekends. And, you know, I am an annual pass holder at Walt Disney World, so I understand that the weekends are busier in Florida. But, no, it's not that they're busier. It's, like, a complete night and day difference. It is insane on the weekend. <laughs> so, um, I definitely try to go during the week. We're talking about double to triple wait times. And even just for little things like popcorn. Like, you have to wait in line for everything on the weekends. So, yeah, if you can, plan your trip around um, just the weekdays. I think you'll be able to get a lot more accomplished. Or build in some extra days if you're going to have to incorporate some weekend days as well. Um, but yeah, it was um, it was to the point where on the weekends, we just decided to see shows. Uh, we had a really good, um, uh, like, I guess you can say, strategy thanks to you. And on the Thursday and the Friday, we did all the major attractions so that on Saturday and Sunday, we could just try and pick up and do the little things that we missed. 
Yeah, that's actually a really good strategy. Like weekends, yeah, the wait times get way too high. Like if I visit on the weekend, I never ride attractions. Like, I'm just I'm nah, I'm good. <laughs> so watching shows is definitely the way to go with that. I think oh, and just sure. like enjoying atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And, and just like doing the little things that you might miss on the side. Yeah. You know, because the weekends are a nightmare. It's also great for people watching. I love the well, I love the Tokyo Disneyland like fans, the folks that go there. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just great. So weekends, there was a lot of really good people watching, too. Oh, yeah. Like uh, the fans in Japan are very different, I'd say, compared to other fans in uh, different parts of the world. Just watching how everyone moves or like the things that they wear or bring into the yeah. parks. Like, I don't know if you saw this person or not. Um, there's a there's an older gentleman that's there, I think, almost every day. And he brings his duffies into the park. Oh, my God. Yeah. And he sets them up in different places. He'll take pictures or he'll let um, guests take pictures and stuff. It's very interesting. <laughs> I didn't see him, but I saw lots of other folks doing stuff like that and dressed as Duffy. So it was really cool. Oh, and then on top of that was Halloween. So everybody was in costume. It was so cool. It was really, uh, it was awesome. Oh, yeah. People go all out for Halloween here. (laughs) It's crazy. It just makes me not want to wear a costume because I know mine's not going to be as good. Oh, I could never compare to any of this. And it looks like everyone makes their own handmade costumes. I really, my favorite was when people dressed like Donald and Daisy and they had like these duck butts. So cute. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's, that's adorable. Or when they have, um, they also dress up their, their children, especially like young toddlers. Oh, my gosh. It kills me. It's so cute. Adorable. (laughs) <laughs> uh, yeah but uh yeah go, go during the week go Absolutely. during the week and also too with halloween halloween's especially busy on the weekends now mm-hmm. here mm-hmm. um especially i think we talked about this in a, a couple episodes before i remember saying something about this but ever since they changed the rules for the costumes because uh, before it was only on specific days and it was only at Disneyland. I think it was like the beginning, the first week of the event and the last week of the event. Now they changed it where it's both parks every day during the event. So it seems like it's made the parks busier on the weekends instead of having everyone wear costumes at the beginning and end, which would obviously make the parks really busy that week, those weeks. But then the rest of the time, it's not as bad. Mm hmm. So I feel like now they kind of made the weekends much, much more busier to the point where park tickets actually sell out Wow! for those days. Right. Again, so it's like people have the time off of work. They can go. They can bring all their stuff with them. And, of course, the weekends are going to be like a madhouse. So, but still, (laughs) good for people watching. Yes. Uh, What was your favorite show that you saw? Big Bam Beat. <gasps> yes. Yeah. yeah, that was amazing. I felt like I was at a Broadway show. It was just, we don't have anything like that that even compares in the States. Yeah, it's one of those shows where the quality is just so high with that show. It's, just, it, it's hard to fathom that it's in a theme park. Yeah. It's very good. Love it. 
Okay, so tip number three. What do you got? This kind of goes with staying on site, but they have an um, happy 15 early entry. Definitely try to take advantage of that. And if you're not staying on site, get there early. Get to the parks early. Get in line so that you can try and get fast passes and just kind of get the right start to your day. Um, I found that if we got a bunch of stuff taken care of, hard stuff taken care of in the morning, it just made the rest of the day that much smoother. We weren't trying to play catch up throughout the course of the day. So the happy 15, I think, is just if you stay at one of the on-site hotels, Chris? Yeah, one of the Disney hotels, yeah. Yeah, yeah so that was really great. And then also, um, we didn't mean to do this, but we we had a little vinyl sign made that, you know, checked off all the Disney boxes so that we could take some cool photos with this vinyl sign. And that ended up being our leisure seat, uh, leisure sheet. Is that what they're called? So yeah. we would wait to get in. Everyone was sitting on their leisure seats sheet. <laughs> That's hard to say. <laughs> it's a hard word to say. <laughs> um, on the floor waiting to get in. And we just happened to accidentally have one of these. So it was, it was perfect. <laughs> The, yeah, the I know some people kind of scoff at the happy 15 saying it's only 15 minutes, but man, it, it makes a difference here. Mm-hmm. Huge difference. Huge, like it doesn't sound like a lot, but being the first to get like that first fast pass or get on standby right away, like you said, it just starts off your day well and you're just you're you're ahead of everybody else. Exactly. And especially for the weekends. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Especially for the weekends. <laughs> yeah, happy happy 15 early entry. That's yeah. It's good. I'm interested to know what's gonna happen with that once Soren opens. If they're gonna include that or not. Hard to say. They probably so won't. actually, this is something that caused a little bit of confusion for me when we went. Um mm-hmm. Just because you did explain it, but of course, there's so much information. There's just no way to retain all of it. Um, I didn't realize that not everything was going to be open for Happy 15. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm like trying to get on Monsters Inc. Hide and Go Seek. And of course, that's not open. And I'm trying to do like sign language with the wonderful cast members who don't speak any English and I was just not getting anywhere. So I followed the crowds and got in line for fast passes at Pooh's Honey Hunt. So that ended up being okay. But it was about five minutes of me going, can I come in? Why can't I come in? When do you open? And it wasn't, yeah, wasn't getting anywhere. (laughs) Yeah. So for Disneyland, the only attraction that's open is Buzz Lightyear, but you're allowed to line up for the other attractions. Which I know again, it sounds kind of weird, right? It's so confusing, <laughs> it you is. know. And it's hard, it's one of those things that's hard to convey because it's just so weird, you know. Like, I can, like, we, we can explain it, but you kind of have to see it for yourself to yeah. really understand what's going on. If that makes sense. I totally, that totally makes perfect sense. We ended up using it to get uh, in line for fast passes for Pooh's Honey Hunt. And then we also used it to get towards the back of uh, Fantasyland so that we can get to Mickey's Toontown to get pictures with Mickey first thing in the morning. Mm. So that was our two Disneyland days. Uh, and then for Tokyo Disney Sea, um, we used it for Toy Story Mania and um, Haunted. Nope. What's the uh, Tower of Terror? 
Mm. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> well, it sounds like you did really well with that. So there you go. <laughs> Not all was lost. Nope. <laughs> Even though you're you're playing, I guess, charades <laughs> there for a little bit. <laughs> it's always one of those fun things that you're always going to remember, too. Yes, I've got the map out. I'm pointing. It just <laughs> and they just she just had a smile on her face the whole time, and she just was trying to explain it to me, and I just was not understanding. But it was wonderful. It was still a wonderful experience because she was just the happiest person in the whole world, and I was like, okay. <laughs> She's probably thinking like, why doesn't she understand what's happening? <laughs> I don't know how to say this. <laughs> yeah. And I was, you know, it's also really important, like, be nice to the cast members. Like, I wasn't knowing what was going on, but at the same time, I was still, like, really nice and smiley and friendly, too. So, you know, they, you know, just be nice <laughs> to everyone. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like a, a universal rule. Of course. I guess. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, those are really good tips for first-timers, I'd say, like, if you if you do those three, like you're you're in pretty good shape, I'd say. Yeah, there's a bunch, but those would I would say be the, like the most important. If you got that, you've got a good you know foundation under you, and you can get the yeah. rest of everything accomplished. <laughs> That's true. Uh, so I see here you have uh, uh, we have like notes here, like little little cheat sheet. Um, some of the best advice that you use from like our ebook and website, YouTube videos and all this kind of stuff. So um, how would you just run us through some of those things here? All right. Can't so my number us. one suggestion to anybody is to purchase your ebook and to get it on their <laughs> mobile device. The reason for this is because I used it as a reference numerous times while I was actually in the parks and in Tokyo and in the airport there's so much information. There's just no way you can remember all of it when you're traveling. So it was on my phone. I was able to pull it up. I could go through the index, find what I was looking for, and remind myself what you told me to do. So get that ebook, put it on your cell phone, carry it with you everywhere you go. Like, no lie. <laughs> that is really cool. That's like a yeah. real world example. Absolutely. Of using using the ebook. I love that. We used it in the airport to try and find the airport limousine kiosks. We used it when I was trying to remember where to go to see the best spot for the sh for the parade, like where to stand. Um, uh, all fast pass strategies, all of that. I had to go back and keep looking at. Okay, well, Chris says we got to do this now, or Chris says we have to go here now, and it was just a lot easier than trying to just remember everything. Oh yeah, there's like there's no way you would remember everything. Yeah. Or like, or if you try to make a cheat sheet, your cheat sheet would end up being the size of the ebook anyway. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's why I made it. Yeah. Uh, Carry it with you and have it on hand so you can refer back to it. And not just for Disney, but like we use it in the city and the, you know, how to get like a, um, a Passmo card and how to load money onto that. So, I mean, it's just like invaluable information. That makes me really happy to hear. That really does. <laughs> Good job. You did a really good job, Chris. He well, worked so hard on that book. You have no idea. Like he he was like pushing and pushing and pushing and he like put everything into it. So that's awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. 
And then, um, you know, you sent some updates right before we went, which was so helpful because some shows changed, like Mini O Mini left. So it was great because then it's on my phone and you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, that's that makes me very happy. <laughs> very happy to hear. <laughs> and also, too, there was like it wasn't all just me with the book. There was other um, people on the team that helped out as well. So. Thank you to them, too. Without them, the book never would have happened. <laughs> Go team. Great job, guys. <laughs> okay, so that's probably enough about the ebook. I'm sure everyone's like, okay, that's enough about the ebook. It's like, yeah, okay. This podcast is sponsored by, <laughs> yeah. by our ebook. Get it at tdxsport.com slash ebook. I don't even know I how many times I've said that. I was not paid to be here. <laughs> <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> okay, okay. Next. So just a couple of really think uh, yeah. things is your fast pass strategy. Um, I don't know what I'm doing. You know what you're doing. So I'm just going to, you know, do what you say. So your fast pass strategy just always worked out perfectly um, for the parks. So thank you so much for that. Um, learning the lottery system. That is the coolest thing. I wish we had that in, in the States. Um, but getting lottery tickets for, um, you know, the shows, we won one man's dream. So that was like, I felt like I won the real lottery. Like I won like a million dollars when that ticket came out. So that was really cool. Yeah. For those that don't know really quickly, the lottery system is for certain shows and parades where you don't have to wait in the standby line. You just go to the lottery kiosk. And you scan your park ticket and you pick the time that you want or which timing of the show you want and tells you if you won or not. And if you won, you get a ticket. So it makes it easy so you don't have to wait in line. Yeah. And then if you win, everybody around you is like super excited for you too. And they're like, oh, yay. <laughs> you won. Yes. Yay. That was a lot of fun. Well, we had four chances for it. So just to kind of give people an idea, I'm like, oh, the lottery can't be that hard to win. No, it's hard to win the lottery. And we did it for, for four days. And of those four days, we only won it once. Mm. Yeah, agree. They, it's, it's very, very random now. You used to be able to kind of like guess it out. And that's possible anymore, at least that I've found. And um, you, you can go to the first show of the day without using the lottery which is really good for shows like Big Bambi um, or One Man's Dream, but um, it made, the lottery makes it so much easier. We did end up doing that for Big Bambi because it was our last day. We hadn't won the lottery, so that was what we had made our priority. So the you know we went to the first show and queued up in line for the first show for Big Bambi on our last day because that was a must, um, one mm -hmm. of your must dos. So yeah. So speaking of things to not miss, Big Bambi was one of them. That yeah, was one of them. Yeah. Um, Haunted Mansion Holiday. That is so cool. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they don't have it in Florida. That's right. You no. Know, yeah. You, they get it out in California, but not in Florida. So that was great. Um, things like Pooh's Honey Hunt um, was, you know, something that we had to absolutely do. And then um, Journey, Journey to the Center of the Earth. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, that was like probably, that's probably my favorite all-time Disney ride. No, I'm lying. It's not. But it's close. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm curious. But I have a feeling it might be at one of the other parks that we're going to talk about. <laughs> it is at another park that we're going to talk about, yes. 
And then I really loved all of your articles and information and videos and Facebook videos on snacks and popcorn. <laughs> I made that like one of my number one priorities of the entire trip is to like eat as many things as I could possibly eat and have try every single one of the popcorn flavors. Which was your favorite popcorn flavor? Um, so black pepper was my favorite. <laughs> Yes. Good, yes. <laughs> That's so good. Oh, actually, yeah. Our last our last episode was about popcorn. So hey, this <laughs> ties together very nicely. Yeah. So, and I didn't. And I thought that was going to be plain and boring, but no, it is just so perfect. It is the perfect popcorn, and we tried them all. Um, I was really thinking I was going to love curry. I didn't love it so much. Um, the soy sauce and butter was delicious, and another one that I really liked, but my husband couldn't even walk by it was the shrimp and garlic. <laughs> yeah. Oh. It's a it's very, has a very it has a very strong smell. Uh-huh. He he couldn't even walk by that area. Like he'd have uh. to do a large detour cuz he would just literally like not he gagged. It was not good. <laughs> the way they do the piping for that particular smell I've noticed it's really intense because we I guess now it's across from the strawberry flavor at Disney Sea, like when you're going to the oh, yeah. waterfront and it hits you so hard you pass the strawberry and immediately the garlic shrimp and you're like oh no <laughs> oh it's too much <sighs> no I understand his feeling and it's a good flavor though but I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is intense. Um, and then we also got the today guide so that in the Japanese version so that we can see where all the seasonal snacks and the food was like you told me to. So that mm-hmm. was great because I was able to get like Jack Skellington sandwiches and some stuff that I wouldn't have otherwise known where to get it. Yeah, that's, that's like that's one of the things I stress so much is grab the Japanese one because there's pictures in it. And if all else fails, you just point to it and people will be able to tell you where it is. Yes. It's just, it's one of those invaluable things. It's almost like a hack, I would say. It's a Disneyland hack. (laughs) Like what I wish they would have on either the official app or like on a fan-made app would be like a map where you kind of like point your finger over different areas of the map and different snacks would pop up. I wish that existed. so good. Right? Yes. Chris, get on that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, right after this when we're done, I'll do it. (laughs) Okay, okay, so before we move on, what was your, okay, what was your favorite attraction and what was your favorite snack at Tokyo Disney? Either part. Um, Okay, so my favorite attraction is Journey to the Center of the Earth. That is just the best themed ride it's so cool. Uh, I can't even explain it. Absolutely a great ride. And then um, my favorite snack is a Tipo Torta. Oh. Am, I, am I saying it right? Yeah. Yeah. So a Tipo Torta. Um, we got the chili con carne version, um, and that was really good. I think the the other one that comes in second place is the – it's over it's the ring that used to be donald but when i went it was halloween it was purple what is that one called oh that was the ukiwa bun the steamed yes. bun yeah, it had the spicy good. shrimp and pork yeah. delicious absolutely delicious oh so good those are really good choices <laughs> and i think we always forget to mention the chili con carne tipo torta because i think it's like a regular menu item but it is so so good 
it is not something that we have in the States and it's just, it's delicious. And so my husband is a very picky eater and that was actually his favorite as well. So it, it's easy for those people who are scared to try new things. Hmm. That's a really good tip. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's move on from Tokyo. Let's go over to Shanghai. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is Take like everybody's breath. reaction whenever we mention Shanghai. <laughs> Take a deep breath. <laughs> Prepare <laughs> yourself. Woosa. Woosa. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go over your three tips for first timers for Shanghai. Right. So the first one kind of mimics my Tokyo one, but absolutely stay on site. It is really inexpensive to stay on site there, comparatively speaking to the rest of the Disney World parks in the world. I think I spent a couple hundred dollars a night to stay at the Disneyland Hotel. Um, so definitely stay on site. Um, and also because it's not really near anything, um, it's probably going to be a taxi ride and taxis are complicated there. So just, you know, I definitely suggest staying on site. Uh, and also, we'll get into this, but due to a lot of culture shock, I like the fact that we actually had to go back to the hotel a couple of times during the day and just take a break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I needed to escape and we needed to just go back to the room and just kind of decompress and then go back out again. So it was easy to do that because we were right there on site. Huh, that's a really good... That's a good tip. I never thought of that. Yeah, the culture is shocking. Yes, <laughs> a bit. Yes, and um, and that's kind of that's kind of my second tip. So you know, definitely prepare yourself for some culture shock. And what I mean by that is, um, we're used to having a lot more personal space. We're used to having a little bit more, like organization and lines and queuing and and that that is not something that is part of the culture in mainland China so you're gonna have people cutting in front of you in line and you'll get to a show an hour ahead of time and get your spot but like we tried to watch the fireworks and 10 minutes before the show you know we were like I guess 10 people back that's how many people squeezed in in front of us because we're just I guess not good at holding on to our spots. <laughs> you gotta fight for it. Wait, you can I ask you what time of year you went? It was in May. Oh. It was okay. um it was yeah, I think it was towards the end of May. It was not during um Golden Week or any of the holidays or anything like that. All right. Well that's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's intense. It's intense. Um, and it's a battle and it wears you out physically and mentally, I feel. I agree. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't go there. Like, still go there. <laughs> I agree. I agree 100%. It's, like, such a hard thing to express to people because you do have trauma from it. But at the same time, the park is really, really amazing. Beautiful. And, like, once we figured out kind of how to deal with certain things, it made it a lot easier. So, for example, if you're in line and you've got another person with you, hold hands with that person and spread mm -hmm. yourself out across the entire queue. And then mm -hmm. that way it's kind of like you're playing, like, Red Rover and nobody <laughs> can get through. <laughs> yeah, so you have to do, you have to make, like, we, we did the exact same thing, my son and I, and my husband would, like, sometimes get lost, but we'd make a body wall and block, yeah. you know? Yes, yeah. 
And so once we figured out how to kind of do these things, um, it, it bothered us less. And also once you're just like, okay, whatever, it bothers you less. Once you just give up, you're like, oh, it's mm-hmm. fine. Like whatever. <laughs> and then you don't get so upset about it. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things where you can't control it. You're, right. you know, essentially you're in a different country. So that's how they do it. You're not going to change it. So might as well just accept it for what it is and try and enjoy it as much as you can. Culture is very different in Shanghai, especially if you're going from Tokyo to Shanghai. It's mm-hmm. like night and day different. <laughs> well, Shanghai was actually our first park in Asia that we went to. So. Yeah. Oh, oh my well, gosh. You started yeah. off with like hard, hard mode. But in a way, yeah. that's kind of good because everything else is like easygoing. So you're like, yeah, no problem. You oh, know? I went to Shanghai. I got this. <laughs> Yeah, once you do Shanghai, everything else seems like a cakewalk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And then um, my my last tip is, again, very similar to Tokyo, get to the park early. Um, when I went, it was in May of last year, they hadn't started doing the early entry yet that you guys were recently talking about on some of your shows. So right. I ha- there was no other option but to stand outside and wait. Um, <sighs> oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, we went really cl- close together. We were we we went a little bit later. We went like peak peak in um, August. Um, so I can understand a lot of your feelings. Again, the same time it wasn't early entry yet. Uh, that morning line, like the second day, we didn't want to go back, and we actually ended up going in the afternoon because I was like, oh, I don't know. We have our ticket. We should go. You know, <laughs> and I'm, I'm glad we did go at the end of the day. Well, we were dealing with some jet lag when we got there so it actually actually worked out in our favor um we were waking up at like four o'clock in the morning shanghai time (laughs) so (laughs) it was it was quite lovely because it gave us that morning time to like just have the area to ourselves we took the walk from the disneyland hotel you know out by the lake and and through that i don't that park i forget what it's called but um to get to the park entrance and so we were typically like the first person in line Mm -hmm. um so it wasn't as bad but um, definitely get there early because um, to get the fast passes for um, Soren and um, you know over in it Ad- Adventureland is it called? But yeah, Adventure Isle. There you go. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. you know <laughs> you, you want to get a leg up on all of that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Beautiful. And now person. since since um, like. This kind of, I guess, ties into the staying on site thing. If you're staying at the Disney hotels, they now have the 30-minute early entry for hotel guests, which makes a world of a difference. It really does. I mean, even the fast passes on the mobile, that's another thing which makes a huge, huge difference. We didn't have that either. Yeah. 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 So I have to go back, I guess, because I have to experience it with all the the new uh, features. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's the joys of, I guess, visiting a park that's pretty new. Pretty new, yeah. Changing things constantly as they evolve, which is kind of it's fun. It's fun to see. It's really nice. Okay, so let's talk about some of uh, best advice that we gave you that you think was just like totally invaluable. Completely invaluable. The transit visa advice that you gave us. Um, so to get to Shanghai, we actually used the transit visa um, because we were doing Hong Kong on the same trip. So we flew from the States 
to Shanghai and then we're going to transition from Shanghai to Hong Kong. And it was, there wasn't a lot of information on the web about this. And honestly, when we went, even the airport counter, I had to show them printed out information because they weren't even aware about it. So I think you had (laughs) told me to do that. You're like, print it out, bring it with you. Yeah. So when we checked in uh, in JFK airport in New York City, they didn't want to let us get on the airplane because we didn't have the visa and I had to, you know, get a supervisor. And finally they were like, okay, yes, this transit visa thing. So your information on that wasn't valuable because of course I had to explain it to JFK. And then when we actually landed in Shanghai, um, it's kind of nerve wracking when you're in a new country and, and, and there's, everyone's got these stern looks on their faces and you don't speak their language and, you know, you're like, are they going to let me in? Uh, it's going to be okay. And we sat there for like an hour and a half and they take your passports from you. So that's already like very nerve wracking. Like now I'm in a Mm -hmm. foreign country and I have no passport. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sitting there for like an hour and a half, just sitting there. And I'm like, I kept telling my husband, nope, Chris said this is the way it's supposed to go. Nope. Chris says it's okay. We're okay. Chris says it's okay. <laughs> so just keep repeating that over and over until they came back and handed us our visas with oh. the uh, with the passport with the visa stamp. <laughs> oh, that would have been nerve wracking. It is very, it is very nerve wracking. Yeah. So the transit visa is, yeah, you definitely have to, like, just like you said you had to explain at JFK that there, there is such a thing. And I've heard stories, similar stories from other people traveling over, trying to do the transit visa, and like they had issues leaving their home country to go over because they wouldn't let them get on the plane because they didn't know about the transit visa and all this stuff. And yeah, it can be kind of very stressful. That's so bizarre that the airport I know. does doesn't have that information you know i'm thinking maybe they would know more about it now um because once i got a supervisor they were aware of it but maybe they just hadn't you know shared that information with all the counter desks help so far but Mm -hmm. i think it was pretty new um when i used it back in in may of last year it was something that just recently rolled out a few months before so yeah they yeah they they changed a bunch of stuff with it so yeah i think that shouldn't be an issue anymore Hopefully, I don't know. <laughs> um, just for those who are listening, um, we have this information up on the website in the Shanghai Disneyland guide. So don't worry. All this information is out there for you. So just go to the website. And you can read it there. So don't stress too much. <laughs> I just, no. I just it, want to emphasize that. It'll be okay. That. And he says it'll be okay. So just keep, that's the mantra. Chris says it's okay. Chris says it's okay. And everything will be okay. <laughs> Um, okay, so another thing that you had told me to do, which was invaluable, is to write your hotel address on a piece of paper and print it out in Mandarin, because trying to express anything to a taxi cab driver is like nearly impossible. So yeah. bring that with you. Um, I printed out, you know, all the hotels that we were staying at, because of course, we did a little bit of a, a, a trip into the city and stayed in the mm. city for a portion of it, and then went over to the Disneyland hotels. Okay, also... Great firewall of China. <laughs> you had yep. explained all of this. So important. Don't get there and be unprepared because you're going to need your phone for lots of different things. Mm. Um, 
but we were we got a um, a mobile Wi-Fi hotspot, but then it's really important to either get a SIM card or a VPN. Um, so you had explained all of that on your on your website and like where to get a VPN and what I didn't even know that there was anything called a VPN or what a VPN was. So honestly, I don't even know what it stands for today. I just know that I needed one. So. <laughs> Virtual private network. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So really quickly, the Great Firewall of China means most websites that we take for granted are blocked in China. So Google, Gmail, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, Tumblr, all those things, you can't access them in China, <laughs> which is very stressful, especially yes. if we're all we're, like we're all so used to being able to access that whenever we want. And um, the VPN helps get around that. No, no, I'm not going to go into technical details, but it helps you get around that so you can access those sites and stuff while you're in mainland China. So you can actually stay connected uh, to the outside world. <laughs> and try to use Google Translate. <laughs> I oh, need yeah. that a few times too. Yeah, you need so, that. <laughs> yeah. Especially, especially in China, yeah. Um, um, I, yeah, so I see... You have something here about fast passes too. Yeah, so um, your fast pass guide was really helpful. Um, they actually, like when I was there, there was like a mad rush to get fast passes for certain attractions, um, literally running through the parks in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great way to wake up. Um, so I followed your fast pass guide so that we could get on Soren and also um, the rapid ride. I can't remember the name of it. I'm sorry. Roaring Rapids. Ah, okay. Well, that would make sense then, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, also really kind of important because um, if you don't follow Chris's Fast Pass guide, you're not getting Fast Passes for those two rides. Yeah, those are tough. Yeah. Tough to do. Well, it's a little bit easier now with the app, but still, mm. they're very popular. And then I just read all of your trip reports because, you know, it's a brand new park and there's not a whole lot of information on it. So seeing, you know, all of your trip reports and reading about it and your photos, um, it just kind of got me, one, excited for it. And, you know, when I got there, I was like, oh, okay, this this makes sense now. I remember this. Well, that's good. Yeah. I guess, yeah, that's like one of the invaluable things of trip reports, just kind of sharing the experience, not really doing like a tip kind of thing just like this is what we did this is what happened yeah. it adds a little prepared. bit of like familiarity when you're there and it makes you feel like okay uh, this is familiar to me now and i can do this yeah well that works <laughs> okay so same question uh for tokyo that we did for tokyo your favorite snack and your favorite uh attraction so my favorite snack is the um was it like squid churros seafood churros oh yeah 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 oh, those are churro. good yes yeah. those, octopus those churro were, I can't yeah remember. so i think it was like octopus it was really delicious i got that in adventureland and that ties right into my favorite ride pirates of the caribbean is Hands down, not only my favorite ride in Shanghai Disney, but my favorite ride of any theme park in the entire world. It's so good. 
it's amazing and there's never a line for it why don't they like it i don't you know i wonder if it's just the loading for that attraction the way it is because we were wondering the same thing and my, my son well thank goodness because my son loved it it was his favorite thing in the world and we could just do it over and over for him you know yeah it was never busy i think it has probably something to do with just it's so high capacity Mm -hmm. like those boats are huge yeah they are (laughs) they hold a lot of people so i think it's just they can just churn people through really quickly so that's probably part of it did you get to do the athletic course no, and I really wanted to, and I brought closed-toed shoes and everything to do it, and mm. it just, it kept, you know, it was it was something I wanted to do, but it was, like, on the lower end of the list and just kept missing it, and and I think a lot of it had to do is because we did have to leave the park a couple of times and just take some mental health breaks, right? so <laughs> had we not had to do that, we probably would have had time to do that. I really wanted to do it. It looks so much fun. It's good fun. Yeah. It really is. So overall, really quickly, what what was your impression of Shanghai? Beautiful. I mean, it is absolutely gorgeous. It has this amazing castle. I love how open it is. Like the the walkways are really open and it's just really spread out. And I just wish they could pick up that park and put it in Tokyo. (laughs) (laughs) That could be our third date. Yeah, like park (laughs) etiquette, Tokyo, Shanghai. You know, that would be like, the perfect park so <laughs> <laughs> all right so moving from shanghai we're going to go to hong kong so what so, are, what are your three tips for first timers for hong kong so my my first tip for um hong kong is again stay on site <laughs> you're gonna i sound like a broken record but um, it, you know, it's just so easy. I mean, you, it's probably if you're going to not stay on site, Hong Kong would be the park that I would say it's easier to not stay on site in Hong Kong. Um, but it's so pretty and you can just kind of walk over or take the bus right over to the park um, for Hong Kong. So that would that was it. Um, if you've been to the other parks, I, I mean, you don't need tips for Hong Kong. You got it. Like, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> It's the easiest park out of all of them. It is just beautiful, and it's, it reminds me a lot of Disneyland, California, and it's just really quaint, and you don't really need a whole lot of planning for Hong Kong. You can just kind of show up and roll with it. Yeah, it's it's kind of easy mode, I guess, for the out of the three over here. Yeah. It's, just, it's a very laid-back park, which is nice. Like even Very compared nice. to the U.S. parks, it's like super, super easy and relaxed. I feel that's what it is. Is that I think out of all the parks in all the world, it was the most easy, relaxed park out of all of them. Um, yeah, and I loved it. And it wasn't busy. And I don't know if I just got lucky, but it just really didn't have a lot of people in it. And I, it was weird. I kind of felt like I had the whole park to myself at some points. Like I was walking through Toy Story Land, and I didn't see anyone. So it's like this is so cool. I love that. I love that about Hong Kong. Yeah. And this was May, right? Yes, it was in May. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. still a little warm there, but it's it's beautiful out, and you know, if you're used to Florida parks, it's you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hong Kong never seems to really cool down that much, unless it's like the dead of winter. But even then, 
it's not that cold. Mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. Well, uh, you know, I'm I'm Canadian, so nothing's really cold. But... <laughs> <laughs> um. So then the last thing I would say is, um. Well, I would say just plan your days. Like, if you're going to go during the weekend, maybe you need two days. We only needed one day for Hong Kong, so it actually we were able to get everything done in one day. It's just a matter of, you know figuring out what your priorities are and what it is that you really want to see and do. Um, and then they had just recently opened up the Ironman experience and the Ironman ride. So um, it was important for us when we got there, that was where we headed first. So get that done and out of the way. And that was really the only place we saw crowds was over in Tomorrowland. And the rest of the park was pretty empty. Hmm. It's always really nice. <laughs> yes. It's a dream. That's the dream. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then the advice that I used from TR Explorer was just basically how to get to Hong Kong um, because we stayed in the city um, for a couple of days. So just, okay. yeah, you know, getting on that train. The train is so cute, by the way. It's like all Disney decorated. And it's like a regular train. <laughs> so I love that. Um, and we stayed at the Disneyland Hotel as well. So I looked at all of the different hotel advice. Um, you had just done uh, some information on the new hotel that just opened. I think you had just visited it. So we took a walk over to the Explorer's Lodge and we checked that out because of, you know, what you had said about it and how cool it was. Oh, I love that hotel so much. <laughs> yeah, so it was really cool. Oh, I love that. Um, okay, so... Same questions again. Favorite snack, favorite attraction? Pressed squid. <laughs> really? Loved it. It was like squid jerky. <laughs> it was so good. I, as you can see, like my favorite snacks tend to be things that I can't get at home at all. Like it's mm-hmm. different and as far mm-hmm. wild as it can be. And then I know this is going to sound cheesy, but I loved their Space Mountain with the Star Wars overlay. Oh. I loved yeah, it. I wanted fun. to. Yeah, I love Star Wars. Huge Star Wars fan, so it was just like the smile on my face was like from ear to ear. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. Yeah, mo- most people say Mystic Manor, so it's kind of nice to hear a different answer for a change. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I loved Mystic Manor. Mystic yeah, Manor Mystic Manor is always good. Yeah, but um, I don't know. Just that you know, Star Wars theme music. It was. I don't know. I just it got me all excited. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Oh, I love that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's all three of the uh, three. Well, I shouldn't say parks. Three resorts in Asia. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's. Um, so you've been to all of them now, right? Yeah. I have. I've been oh. to every every park in the world. Yep. So now I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> <laughs> I've done it all. Don't know I, what to do. This has been like my goal for the last three or four years. We've been working on this. So now I need to come up with like a new something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Disney Cruise, Alani. I don't know. Uh, D- Disney Cruise is in May. So <laughs> oh, there you go. Perfect. Well, since we're on a podcast uh we didn't really talk about what what episodes that you referred to the most or ones that really stood out to you because i don't think we've ever really talked about this trish like what mm. episodes a lot of people listen to so i guess it'd be kind of good to hear which ones you thought were invaluable i guess 
So actually, there's three episodes that I listen to numerous times. So okay. I, I do have a, a quite a long work commute. So I'm blessed that I have that little extra time to sit in the car and listen to you guys over and over again. <laughs> 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 um, the first one is going to be practical tips. Uh, so just, you know, when you're traveling to a new country, <laughs> you just don't know what's going on. And that was definitely a great podcast that I would listen to over and over again. I think that was episode 118, I believe. I, I yeah, I went back and found the episode numbers. So. I was about to say, how did you know that, Chris? <laughs> Don't worry, I cheated. I went back and looked. It's episode 118. <laughs> I did my research. Um, the second one that I listened to a lot, and I think I listened to it not more for the information, but just because I found it so interesting, was park etiquette. Oh. Um, okay, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Je- like every park in the world should follow Japanese park etiquette. <laughs> it's just like the best way to experience a theme park. So really great. That was episode yeah. 91. So people know. <laughs> <laughs> and then when to visit. So we wanted to make sure that we didn't accidentally go on a golden week or some national holiday or, you know, so yeah. And it was all different for all the different parks, you know, because the Chinese holidays are different from the Japanese holidays. So when to visit is really important as well. And we recently redid that episode with episode 150. So that's very recent. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, we covered all, we went through all three of the resorts. So people can go back and listen to that. Wow, so we talked wrote, about a like, lot. Yeah, you, you basically were my Bible. To uh, <laughs> all the Asia parks. So thank you. And thank you, Trish. And, you know, you guys were just invaluable, all of your information. And then also, I just love listening to you guys because I feel like I'm just hanging out with my friends. And that's what makes it even more fun. Oh, well, thank you. I'm glad that you had a really wonderful time, you know, and it's good to hear about all the adventures you had. Yeah, yes, it was a lot. And I'm really happy that you enjoyed all the parks and especially Shanghai. Cause I know that's the one a lot of people kind of speak badly about mm-hmm. a lot of the time. So I'm, I'm happy to hear that you were able to share your experience in an honest way, but also I mean, you obviously appreciate the park for what it is. Yes. Well, I am a Disney fan. So if you're a Disney fan, I think it's definitely a must do go to Shanghai, go see the park um, if you're not like a, well, if you're not a huge Disney fan, you're not listening to this podcast. So never mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true. That's probably true. <laughs> so I was gonna say, if you're not a huge Disney fan, you don't need to go there. But you're not listening, so see you later. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. <laughs> so thank you so much, Stephanie. It was thanks for this having was me. Fun. Yeah, this is really fun. And it was like a this is kind of like a crash course. And all three Disney resorts in Asia. Like this, I think this gets people off to a, a really good, good start. Absolutely. And, and also, um, I'm just going to throw my Instagram out there. If anyone wants yep. to reach out to me, it's um, Team Grace Global on Instagram uh, and Disney Cruise Run on Twitter. So if anyone has any questions, feel free to reach out to me too. I'd love to share, you know, my experiences. Yeah, it's always good. 
can you spell the first one? Sorry. Ah, <laughs> it's okay. T-E-A-M-G-R-A-C-E-G-L-O-B-A-L. Team Grace Global. I got gotcha. you. No. <laughs> Trish is, is going to go follow you right now. That's I'm already following you right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Oh, my goodness. Oh, now I just want... I, I can't wait to I get back to Shanghai. I see your seat now. Oh, yeah. Yes, you see it? It's yes, great. It's perfect. I didn't even need to have that. Yes. <laughs> I want one of those now. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I need to go look myself. <laughs> you have to. It's really cool. They have some really yummy food pictures, too. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll do it after. After we're done here, I'll go check. <laughs> Well, again, Stephanie, I want to thank you so, so much for coming on this the show. And, of course, your pledge on Patreon. That really does help. So um, really quickly about the pledge on Patreon. It's the $100 level. And you get to come on come on the show and be a guest. And you get to hang out with us. And it was just it was good fun. And it, it, it helps out with the show. It helps out the show as well. So because Trish and I put a, you know, a lot of love into the show <laughs> to bring <laughs> to bring fantastic content to everybody so uh stephanie is there anything else you need or like want to say or anything like that Any no, shout outs just, no just uh, oh you know what i do really quick i'm so sorry but you had told me to um to well you hadn't told me you had advised booking a trip with maction planets so i would just like to give mac from Action Planet, a shout out. If you guys are in Tokyo, um, definitely look into booking a private tour with him. It was the best day. Oh yeah, Mac. Uh, Mac is one of the people that I partnered with, and he does private tours within Tokyo. And yeah, you went on a tour with him. That is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. He's so good. He's really shout good. Shout out to Mac. Yeah, he's really good. <laughs> Stephanie, which tour did you do? Um, we just booked a private tour with him. We spent the day hanging out with him. He just showed us all around Tokyo. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he it's knows good to go stuff. with somebody who knows what they're doing, you know? And we used him on the first day of our, our city portion of our vacation. And so mm -hmm. it was really helpful because he helped us kind of know what to do for the rest of the days. So if you're going to do a tour with him, try to book it on like your first day. And then he really kind of helps you figure out the subways and, you know, all the other stuff and how to order food. And so that when you're by yourself, you kind of have an idea of what you're doing. That's a really good tip. I never very thought cool. of that. Yeah. All right, Stephanie, we will let you go. And again, thank you so much. And maybe we'll have you again sometime in the future. <laughs> Thanks for having me, guys. It was a lot of fun. I really appreciate it. Now to say thank you and shout outs to... A bunch of explorers that are supporting us on Patreon, and this is one of the perks. They get a shout-out on the podcast. So, a big thank you to Acro Disney Girl, who was just here in Tokyo, by the way. And a big thank you to Akie, Alex, Amy, and Amy, Angela, Mama Explorer, Benjamin, Bryson, Carl, Carlos, Carrie, Claire, Claudia, Darren, Dave, David, Disney It Girl. Um, and a big, big thank you to Emily and to JP and Jessica. Thank you, Kathy and Lee. Thank you, Marie. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Murray and Rosaline. Thank you, Sophie. Thank you, Stephanie. Thank you, Thomas and Timothy. Thank you, Tomoko. And thank you, Tracy. Thank you. Thank you so much. You do help keep the show running. So we, we can't thank you enough. So thank you for that. 
And if you'd like to pledge to us on Patreon, you can do so at patreon.com slash TDR now. Remember to rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher, Google Play Music, wherever you get your podcasts from. Send us your questions or suggestions for the show at contact at tdrexplorer.com. And you can find everything we talked about here on our website at tdrexplorer.com. And we're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all those places, all under TDR Explorer. I'm one of your hosts, Chris, the chief content editor of TDR Explorer. And you can find me eating all the food at the parks. That's basically what I do. (laughs) And joining, as always, is the beautiful Patricia. Hey, guys. I am the one learning about Ikebukuro <laughs> um, and um, putting up Christmas trees early and drinking with Chris. And you can find me at Instagram and on Twitter at Dream Sweets Love. Right, Explorers, until next time. Bye.